This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention, I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Today on Star Talk Special Edition, we learn about a hopeful new direction of cancer treatments and how they work. Could we one day rid humanity of this terrible, multifaceted disease? Up next on Star Talk. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk. Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, serving as your host. Today, it's special edition. I got with me my special edition co-host, Gary O'Reilly. Gary. Hi, Neil. Yeah, former soccer pro and sports mm-hmm. commentator. Also got Chuck. Nice, Chuck. Always good to have you, man. Hey, Neil. So today, we're taking up the top, very serious topic, the emperor of all maladies, cancer. Oh my gosh. Mm. Gary, what did you put together for today? Uh, well, finding a successful treatment for cancer has long been one of medical science's biggest challenges, if not the biggest challenge. So, you know, with variable results and some rather nasty side effects. But there was one particular cancer researcher at City of Hope Cancer Research and Treatment Center in Los Angeles decided, as she says, follow the science. And now we are looking at the possibility of a treatment that takes out the cancerous tumor but leaves the healthy cells around it intact. I mean, wow. this, yeah, wow. This is wow. the kind of science that really could change people's lives. And by the way, our guest once dreamed of being an astronaut. So, uh, oh, Neil, yes, ooh. if you would like to introduce our guest, I think we're going to have an interesting show. Okay. I'll introduce anyone who ever dreamed of becoming an astronaut. Uh, mm. Linda Malkus, PhD. Linda, welcome to Star Talk. Thank you so much. I'm such an honor to be here. You're Associate Chair and Professor 
in the Department of Molecular and Cellular Biology at the City of Hope Cancer Research and Treatment Center. So I'm just glad places like that exist in this world. And uh, you have clinical expertise in molecular diagnostics and mm. experimental therapeutics. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're all up in this. Uh, and so just welcome and tell us about cancer. Like what, mm. all, all I, I, I have basic understanding of cancer. Wait, what, Chuck? What do you ask? I was going to say, that sounds like the worst bedtime story request ever. <laughs> <laughs> Read to me about Tell cancer. me about cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so cancer is hard to treat, as I understand it, because the, the cells look just like your cells. So anything would, that would kill a cancer cell is going to kill your cell. And that's the beginning and end of what I know about cancer, basically. So what, what can you add to that? And what can you tell us about the new treatment? Well, actually, you got a really good start with this in that the that cancer cancer, I guess you know, in in my opinion, is uh, really kind of a way the body turning on itself. And cancer is like uh, you know, being that I am, you already know, I'm a you know, like a science fiction geek. Uh, so alien, you know, if you think of the movie Aliens, you know, you can think of cancer as you know the most perfect predator. You know, it, it really is. It, and it's why it's so hard to treat because it looks like us. It's our own body. It knows all our own tricks, you know, how, you know, it's our processes, which it uses against us. And then cancer also has this ability uh, to constantly evolve. It's actually a very scary predator. It really is. Uh, and that's why it's so very, very hard to treat because it's constantly changing itself. It, it is such a weird entity. Uh, that's how I, you know, when I used to, when I was first studying, you know, I would really look at it as like a, you know, it's a cell, you know, but it's almost like a living entity. It, it is, you know, because it, it can evolve. It has, uh, you know, normal cells, they have these, you know, if you think about it every day, and I want to congratulate you all, you're all cancer survivors. Every one of us, including myself, every day since before we were born, we make at least eight cancer cells and our immune systems take them out. So we're constantly wow. making this. We have eight day. cells per, per day. Per day. Every day. Okay. <laughs> per day. Every day. Okay. Per day. Every day. Okay. okay. Day. So we're mm-hmm. making eight at cancer. least eight cancer cells every day. And uh, mm-hmm. your immune system is constantly surveilling and taking them out. We also have these other wonderful processes in our cells. We are constantly making DNA damage. Just the act of eating and, and metabolizing food, you're actually making you know, uh, free radicals, which are attached, you know, attacking your DNA. We have these wonderful DNA repair systems uh, that go in and just clean it all up and you know, the cells divide and, and, you know, and we, we're rather a miracle that... That we fun, that we we're here and they're in that giant tumors as it is, a cancer cell. It's <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. true. <laughs> it's a miracle that we are ourselves and not just tumors walking around. I'm telling in you, civilization. Tumors with eyes, you know. So um, <laughs> uh, that's a sci-fi story. Right? Uh, yeah, Actually, I just yeah, scared myself. So uh, you know, you you have these cancer. You know, so you have cells. These you know, they become cancer cells. You know, they're, they're, 
started by DNA damage, okay, or a mutation. I mean, that's the heart of what cancer is, a change to your genome, change to your, your DNA. But what happens with cancer cells is they go on to make DNA. They're DNA damage to themselves. They continue. It's called uh, uh, constitutive replication stress. They are continually damaging their, themselves. And you think about that. You go, why would a cell continue to make damage? It doesn't make sense. It's like, you know, why are you continually mutating your own genome? But that is a, um, the way I look at it and others is actually it's an, uh, almost an evolutionary mechanism for them. Like I said, you know, every day we're making eight cancer cells. We have this incredible immune system that's constantly surveilling and, you know, taking them out. So for a cancer cell to survive, it needs to constantly change itself so that it can avoid the surveillance system. So It sounds eerily like a virus, the way that, that you explain it's, it. It's diabolical. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned the viruses because, you know, it's, it, it, it's very interesting because, you know, there is been thinking for a long time, you know, that ways to even treat some forms or cancer could, you know, could we use things that, you know, we use to target viruses, could we use them for cancer? So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a scary thing. I don't want to scare your audience, but <laughs> you already have. It's yes. too late for that. <laughs> so good thing. So, you know, practice good health. No, I can't get walking tumors with eyes out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Because of that. Exactly. <laughs> so what is, what, is, what is this treatment uh, that has 1996 in the title? What, what is this? So in, if you look inside the human cell, there's a nucleus, right? You know, I always call the nucleus like the house of DNA. Okay. So in the house of DNA, you know, the human cell harbors three feet of DNA inside the nucleus of every cell. If you uncoiled it. Uncoiled it, it all out feet. and stretched it out yeah. linear. Mm -hmm. Three feet of DNA is mm -hmm. shoved into something we can't even see. All right. Do you know if you took all the DNA of every cell and tied it end to end, that the person will die? Well, probably. <laughs> but also, if you took all the DNA out of one human and stretched it out into space, it goes beyond the sun. Wow. Okay. Just from one human? Yeah, wow. that's how much genetic well, information we harbor. That's how much genetic million. information we harbor. We are amazing, amazing. machines. A and the person dies in that case, too. Yes. Well, yes. yeah, especially if you get close to the sun. So, yeah. so, so our gut, you know, we're like a tube within a tube. So your gut turns over like every two to three days. So there's a lot of cell division that goes on in your gut. And every time, uh, you, your gut cells have, or any cell in the, in the human body has to divide. What you do is uh, the mother cell has to make a whole new complement. So that's another three feet of DNA stuffed inside of one nucleus. And then it's to those two cells in the DNA are, are divided out. So I got really interested how, how does a human cell replicate its DNA in such a confined space. And inside of like eight hours, it makes that. There isn't a human machine that we have invented that can actually do anything near this with such incredible fidelity. So I got uh, involved in studying DNA replication complexes. And so that was uh, 
my first foray into into molecular biology is actually understanding the DNA replication process. And then, you know, as an independent investigator, I started reading about cancer. And cancer, you know, is a, a disease of DNA damage. That's really what cancer is. The crime scene of replication. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. here, here, like Agatha Christie, here she goes. So I go and, um, and I say, you know, I'm like the mother of replication complexes. I can make, I literally can isolate from a human cell a replication complex, put it into a test tube, offer it DNA, and it would make DNA just like, you know, inside the cell. So I said, gee, I wonder if this complex is different in cancer cells versus normal cells. And I won't go into the gory details, but the bottom line was, yes, it was different in cancer cells. Cancer cells corrupt the DNA replication apparatus so that it allows a sprinkling of DNA damage every time it makes it. So so actually, you can almost think of the daughter cells of a mother cancer cells are different from its own mother. That's how it changes. So since I knew a lot of the proteins that were inside of this replication machine, I started looking through who was different. And we found one protein, which I didn't think would it be the protein. I thought it was going to be one of the cool DNA polymerases, you know, but it wasn't. It was a protein called proliferating cell nuclear antigen or PCNA. Now, way back when, when we first found this altered form of PCNA, um, you know, people would never have looked at it. They always think it was like this. So it's, a, it's called a sliding clamp protein. And I liken it, okay, like if you think of DNA as like a shower curtain rod, PCNA is kind of like your shower curtain ring. So, so PCNA is a sliding clamp protein in the circle's DNA. And what it does, it, it, it tethers three other molecules that have to work at DNA and allows them to process and do whatever it is that they have to do. Now, the cool thing about PCNA, now you're getting me, I hope I'm not boring you guys, because this is like, Go on. this is it, yep. okay? Go on. Go on. Go for it, so, bring it on. Okay, PCNA, okay, interacts with at least 200 other proteins in the human cell. It has by protein-protein interaction. So we found that PCNA, was different in cancer cells compared to normal cells. And that that difference in PCNA correlated now with this funky replication act, right? I mean, you know, technically, we found a, a new molecular target, this PCNA that's different in cancer cells. And it's not changed in the genome. It's not changed because of RNA. If I was to develop a drug to that PCNA, to the form that's only in the cancer cell and not in the normal cell, several things come from this. One, I would, I would target and knock out only the cancer cell because that drug would only be effective inside the cancer cell to kill the cancer cell. But it would also be super effective because it's not just attacking one protein. It's taking out an entire network of 200 protein functions inside of the cancer cell while leaving that same network in place in a normal cell. That is the heart of what AOH 1996 is. So this was was a race to find something different about the cancer cell that 
had eluded people. It totally is. It's it's uh, it has mm-hmm. so many novel features to it. I'll be very honest. When we first found it, you know, on, you know, everybody wonders how come it takes so long to do you know cancer read? Why can't they do these things fast? Is that what we sound like to you? Is no, that what? That's that's a great. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a lot of flying. I'm on a lot of airplanes, and I'll sit next to people on airplanes. This has to happen to you too. But I'll sit on airplanes and I'll tell people when I, you know, hey, I'm a cancer researcher. I get a couple of different things. One is, you know, they already have the cure for cancer. They're just holding it back. You know? Oh God! Oh, really? <laughs> Got to love those that people. I get. Yeah. No, you know they make so much money off of treating cancer; they can't cure mm-hmm. it. And I'm just like, can you imagine how much money they would make off of a cure? That's <laughs> what I always mm-hmm. say. So then the other thing I get is, um, you know, why does it take so long? Because you know, finding a target, moving it forward, you know, the this target was so different. I actually went to a very large pharma company uh, way back when. So this is a, when I first found it. And I said, hey, I found this great molecular target. Can you help me make a drug to it? And they, uh, they said it was undruggable, that there was no way. Why, why was PCNA undruggable then? What was it about that particular okay. protein that the, It's made changing. It. There's dogma, okay? There's some oh. dogma in the field. And dogma was you only... T- uh, uh, make a drug against an enzyme. Uh, and so it was quite crushing to me when I went to this very large pharma company and I danced for them. You know, I took all eyes, I took about replication complex. I was dancing for them and saying, this is a great target. And they very kind. They were listening to me and they said, undruggable. You'll never be able to make a drug to this. It's, it's involved in protein-protein interactions. It's an disordered protein region. It's impossible. And I just, you know, when I left that place, you know, I said, oh my God, how could I have been such a, how could I have been so, you know. But by the time I made the parking lot of that place, I was like, I'll be damned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to figure this out. Wait don't, wait, don't tell me you found a solution just to spite somebody. No, no. <laughs> no actually, I, I did it. No, no. Whatever I, the motivation is, I guess. No, no, mm-hmm. I made a promise to a family that I was going to go and try to do something okay. about cancer. Okay. Oh, wow. So there's yeah, an right. underlying heart issue here, okay? There's a, I noble, got, I there's tell a you, noble cause. There is a very you noble truth. cause. Hey. Yes, spite, spite sells better, though. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> it, when, when we make the movie, when we make the Linda Malkus movie about, you know, the, 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 the treatment and the, the, the cure of these certain types of cancers, um, the spite angle is what we're going to go with. You know, spite is great. You know, sp- spite is great fuel. Yeah. But it won't mm. hold you for long term. That's a very good point. Agreed. That, that, that really is a really good point. You know, it, it, it really is. You can yeah. only go so far because, you you know, you just run out of fuel. But yeah, when it's a, a heart point. issue and it's a promise, that's something else. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, 
packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Hey, remember when we did that show about the science of the golf swing? Well, let's take that to the next level. And that's because PXG has developed the Black Ops Driver so golfers don't have to sacrifice distance for forgiveness. And the science proves it. PXG Black Ops Driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering, unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Ops Drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. Now that's ridiculously high. The higher the MOI, the more forgiving the club will play. So you don't have to square the ball perfectly for it to go straight and get distance. Add PXG's new advanced material face technology and you get incredible ball speed that pushes the distance to the absolute limits. More forgiveness, more distance, no sacrifices. PXG Black Ops Driver. Hit your tee shot straighter and farther. The proof is in the science. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment. Go to pxg.com slash startalk and use code startalk at checkout. That's pxg.com slash startalk. Use code startalk for free shipping on all equipment. pxg.com slash startalk, code startalk. So, okay, I'm going to dub you the queen of different thinking just for the moment. Was there other different thinking that had to follow your initial thought process that obviously was different to everyone else's that led you to AOH 1996 and its efficacy? Well, so so there is this, so you think about how this drug is working. It is very different. Okay, it wasn't an enzyme targeting an enzyme. And my thinking was... You know, I, I, do, I speak a lot in analogy just because it is new concept. So I always, one of the things I, one of my uh, academic positions, I was in Indiana, the Indiana University School of Medicine. And I found that one of the ways that she shut down most of the air traffic in the United States is you send a snowstorm into O'Hare and you shut down all those routes. So PCNA is a terminal. Okay. It's a hub. It's an, okay. And you're shutting down 200 lights out 
So literally what I'm trying to do is build a snowstorm. That's brilliant. Because that going back, going back, that's going back to this sliding clamp that you talk about, these these proteins yeah. all being connected. And so what you're doing is you're coming in and you're saying, I'm not going to treat this. What, what I'm going to do is shut down the system inside of the system. Shut down the whole network. Shut down right. the, whole, the whole thing. So that was That's really amazing. different. And as, as luck would have it, this place called City of Hope called me out of the blue and asked me if I would be an external advisor for them to come in and review their research program. And so when I went there, I had I was blown away because they had put together this incredible apparatus, which I hadn't seen inside of an academic institution before, where they had put together all the people, the resources, and the facilities for actually taking an idea off a lab bench and moving it to the clinic. And I was like, this is where I got to go. So now PCNA. So I moved to City of Hope. And they're wonderful. I've got with all these, these great minds, right? But I still had to do a lot of molecular biology, even to get them to be able to work on what I needed to do. And what I had to do was figure out where on the PCNA molecule was the business part for the cancer. And so what I did was I made it, I got the PCNA gene out, you know, and we made mutations through PCNA. And we made antibodies and all kinds of things. And we were actually able to define a small domain of about 10 amino acids, which was the difference between cancer and normal. Once I had that address on the protein, so, you know, every protein is so beautiful. Each one has its own crystal structure. You know, if you look at the crystal structure, they're like their own. Every protein's like its own fingerprint. So I found on this big protein, this little bitty address, but it had that address had made a, formed a pocket inside of the molecule. And uh, once I had that pocket, that's when I could start screening for molecules. And we screened through 6.5 million molecules. That would sit inside. Are these are humans or is it some form of AI doing this? It's a form of AI. So yeah. it's, a, okay. it's, a, it's a, you know, you use these gigantic. So this, this is so cool. I mean, this is called virtual screening. So they have, you know, these fantastic computers, you know, with, uh, you know, these databases of, of molecules just, and they're like from everything, from trees and mushrooms and, you know, from everything, any kind of structure of, so the 6.5 million molecules and you take your protein, that, that 3D form of your protein. And I got that little packet sitting inside that protein and you take that structure and that little pocket and you stick it in the computer and the computer goes 6.5 million times this way. Right, to see what puzzles together. Right. And it came up with 53. 53 out of 6.5 million. And we took them home and we tested 53 compounds on normal versus cancer cells. And of the 53 compounds, we found five that killed the cancer cells and left the normal cells alone. 
and left it on others' floors. No. And it was like, oh my God. But that doesn't mean anything. It's on a lab bench. How do I bring that forward now from a lab bench? And, and has that, and the work has been duplicated? Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, actually, mm-hmm. I, you know, we've moved. Uh, so then it becomes this incredible process of, you know, having that in what they call it a hit. So of those five molecules, we picked one. Very unique structure. Nothing looked like it chemically. And we moved it slowly forward through the process. So, um, and it became AOH 1996. It's in clinical trial now. It's in a phase one trial. With humans? It's phase, it's phase one with humans? In so humans. What, what phase is with, with, with other mm-hmm. animals? Okay, so... Is that, is that one of yeah, the phases? Yeah, so the workup to get to the FDA, you have to do testing in animals. Uh, we did it in mice and dogs. Um, and the beautiful part of it, of all those, that testing was it did not show toxicity. We never found the maximum tolerated dose. The animals are very happy on it. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they show no, they eat. Uh, they show no neurological problems. Um, and in tumor models, you know, animal tumor models, we show that we could inhibit uh, tumor growth. And with all that data, you go to the FDA and then they granted permission now for the phase one trial. So we have patients that have been enrolled in the phase one trial. Uh, and the phase one trial, so there's three levels of trialing uh, to move something to that, you know, it can be used in the clinic. Phase one is a toxicity trial. You know, how, you, what, can we find the maximum tolerated dose in humans? I have a strong suspicion we won't. Um, and then you go on to now efficacy trials. Those are called phase two trials where, you know, do you see any effect in, on, on a, a person with tumor? And then phase three are these large trials, you know, over different populations and things like that. You describe um, cancer as a molecular signature disease. Um, I can say that, but I'm not quite sure I'm anywhere near qualified to explain what that means. So would you, in, in terms that I might understand, what that actually means? Because you don't see it as singular. You see it as multiple diseases, don't you? Yeah, so, so, you know, when I was learning, you know, I was training, cancer was really thought as like one thing. You know, you had breast cancer. You had lung cancer, you had prostate cancer, you had, you know, whatever cancer, it was one type, right? And I used to work with a a wonderful breast cancer oncologist out in Indiana. And um, he said it used to drive him crazy. He said, Linda, I'd have two women who come in with breast cancer in my practice. And everything about them is the same. You know, they, they grew up on the same street. They have, you know, they have the same number of children. Everything I could measure about them was the same. He said, I would put them on protocol and one would respond beautifully and one would die. And there was no way to tell the difference. That was our thinking for so long that, you know, cancer was one thing and a cancer type was one thing. 
we have, that has totally been radically changed because cancer is probably as ind- individual as your fingerprint. Well, you know. cancer okay. as it affects the individual. Yes, yeah. your tumor. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that makes sense. So you think about your tumor now. Your tumor has its molecular signature. You know, the thing that's, that, you know, there's a lot of unique features. That's why, you know, this molecular signature part of cancer is such a, 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 a huge breakthrough. You know, we're, they call it precision medicine now or moving towards precision medicine. In that, is that the same thing as, as designer medicine? You're getting there. Seriously, you're getting there. Okay. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, if mm-hmm. you, and, and if you can think the two, like we, the other thing with, that we had very myopic vision was that tumor was all by itself. But you also have to recognize that the tumor is sitting inside of a host. So there's a, the environment around a tumor is going to influence cancer activity just as much as the tumor itself. So if I'm not the, serving dinner at home, I don't like being called a host. I'm cool with it as long as there's as long as there's not a parasite involved. I'm already well, you know, you, that's what you, says you, my whole point. Uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> cancer is a parasite. It just hasn't figured yeah, out how yeah. not to kill a host. It is a parasite. Right. I mean, cancer right. is a mm-hmm. parasite. So now a person comes in to clinic, you have their genome read, and you can actually figure out, we're moving to this. We already do it in some cancers. But you look at their molecular signature and you're starting to say, oh, well, you know, this drug works better in this place. Right. And you, you can know, have gen- and even if genomically drug, targeted. Yeah, even targeted. if the drug was found in lung cancer, but a woman could come into the clinic with breast cancer with the molecular signature of that of a tumor that would really work well with a lung drug. I mean, it's really wow. amazing. Yeah. We're really in a very, very different kind of time and a, a revolution in time and thinking. Wait, 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 wow. So what, what is the evidence that one kind of cancer migrated from one organ to another? Okay, though that's... Because uh, many women with breast cancer yeah. die of no, breast cancer. I don't want right? you to get confused. I don't want you to get confused. Yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, yeah. So, so there's actually two me, things please. going on. One is metastasis. Metastasis. You know, where, yeah. you know like mm-hmm. a, a woman has a breast cancer and they will likely metastasize to bone or brain. I mean, it's kind of like it has a homing device. It will go there. It likes that environment, you know? The other thing, what I was, but I want to stress is the molecular mis- signature is not a, about metastasis. Sometimes the things that are helpful to a tumor to grow, whether it's breast or lung, are the switching on or off of particular genes. That, so that is the molecular signature that could help us potentially either use current therapies or make new therapies for. That's a, that's a, you know, base molecular signature. Metastasis is a whole nother animal. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill? 
For me? That's right. The Little Pink Pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flibanserin. Learn more about The Little Pink Pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Do you want to set up your child for success? Of course you do. Maybe you want to save money on private tutoring, or maybe it's just out of your budget altogether. Is this a big school year for your child? Like maybe they're starting kindergarten, middle school, or high school, or some other milestone. Maybe your family moved and they're starting at a new school. Is your child ahead? Not getting challenged enough in class? Well, we love that little smarty, but we want them to be engaged. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. There's one site for all the kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids can use it at home on the computer or on the go through the app on your phone or your tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. And no more trying to figure out how to explain math equations or grammar rules yourself. IXL has built-in explanation videos. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Star Talk Radio listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash Star Talk. Visit IXL.com slash Star Talk to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. If you're on a GLP-1, you're probably loving the results. But how do you feel? All of those side effects can take a toll. So now what? Get to GNC. We'll help with solutions to address those side effects and keep you going on your journey. GNC. So can I ask you about when we first started? So you said that we produce eight cancer cells per day. How does this treatment differ in our bodies Uh, eradication of those eight cells, and why don't we just try to replicate what the body, so you have this antigen, is is our body making an antibody that actually just uh, kills these eight cells? Exactly how is the body killing the eight cells, and why aren't we trying to replicate that? So it's good that you bring these things up. So that, you know, one of the big arms or areas of research that is going on is immunotherapy right? It's like harnessing the power of the immune system. And so you have, you know, uh, they call them CAR T-cell therapy. There are immune checkpoint therapies. Huge. This is an amazing question 
I mean, they're, you know, obviously in a fully functional person, our immune system is keeping things in, where they're keeping cancer in balance. You know, you're in check. You're keeping it in check. Whatever reason, you know, we become out of balance, you know, or you're exposed to some environmental cause, you produce, you, you can't, the body doesn't maintain that balance anymore. Uh, so there are wonderful arms of research. Some it's going on at City of Hope, very, very exciting, where they are exploiting now or trying to understand how to better harness the immune system. We know a lot about it, but we're still in the very early stage. And it's such a powerful weapon. But you know, that's the thing is, but I have to go back. Cancer constantly is figuring its way around things that we throw at it. You know, way back when, when I was training, everybody said, you know, we're going to find the cancer gene, the cancer gene. Turns out there's lots of cancer gene. We were going to, and then there was something called tumor suppressors on top of it. I do not believe we will ever have a single therapy. What we will have is, and I believe AOH 1996 is going to serve as one of the agents in an arsenal. We already have an arsenal. But the object is with using precision medicine that we are able to turn cancer from a critical disease into now a managed disease. And we're moving towards that. I actually have a friend who had breast cancer and she never went into remission. She lived for 12 years. Oh, that, that's kind of like prostate cancer. Totally. Most men, most men die with prostate cancer because it's so it's such a slow-growing cancer that sometimes it's like, well, we keep an eye on it. You know, there's no need to do anything invasive uh, because you'll be dead before it kills you. Yeah, but it's a very painful cancer for men. It really is. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> I know, actually, in some, you know, if it, you know, if it progresses for them. Yeah. 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 AOH 1996 is administered as a pill. Yes, twice um, a day. Why, why, a, why a pill? Why, why, why isn't it injectable or un, some other form of, of approach? Okay, so why, why a pill? Uh, I wanted to make it easier on the patient, you know, as opposed to them having to be hooked up to infusion, but also based on the, uh, the chemistry of the drug, it has a half-life of about five hours. And so in order to keep the drug present all the time, it needs to be administered twice a day. So it didn't, you know, patient isn't going to come in and be hooked up to an infusion, you know, all the time. So, uh, so it's a continued, you know, the patient comes in, uh, they are, you know, our phase one patients come in, they are, you know, checked for, you know, certain how they're doing and everything. And then uh, they're given their pills and they, they go home and they, they take it. And so they take it twice a day. So, Linda, I heard you use the term half-life. Is that in the way we would use that term in physics? Yeah. Uh, where yeah. after a certain amount of time, is half of the thing that matters that's still active uh, yes, going absolutely. on? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So the body you know, it, the drug is metabolized, you know, eventually it 
of metabolism. That's what yeah, makes it up. Yeah, yeah. So, so it has a half-life metabolism. Yeah. So after five hours, there's half of the drug. And after another five hours, half of what that was. Right. Half of the half. And so then you got to pick it back up with another dose. Right, right. So I get it. Okay. Yeah, that's like, okay. you know, like anybody taking antibiotics, you know, you t- some people t- have right. to take it three times a day or twice right. a day. It has to do with maintaining a drug level. And the- I know, I, I understand it precisely with that terminology, but I've never seen the term half life on a bottle of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> they should put it on there. The Find the label. Yeah, they should put oh, it on there because okay. it's so important. Like when you said antibiotics, a lot of people screw up their antibiotics because they're not taking them when they're supposed to take them or they don't finish them. And it's so important that you do that because of that reason. So Your maybe they should. It might give them a, make it a little more urgent to them. It might right. make it more urgent if you said like... Yeah. Any drugs, you know, if they say, you know, take it every eight hours, it all has to do with the drug half-life. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good thing. I, I will to know. henceforth think of it in those terms. Yeah. Yes. What? Is that the half life of my aspirin? Right. Or, yeah. yeah. So if you like, <laughs> yeah. have- I'll tell you the half. I'll tell you the half life of aspirin. Children. <laughs> <laughs> you said AOH 1996 would most likely be most effective as a combination therapy. Is that going to be beneficial for cancer resistance? as opposed to like a single pathway therapy? It's actually a wonderful question, Gary. Thank you. So one of the problems with cancer, it's a pain in the butt. Remember, it's this evolutionary thing going on with cancer. So a woman has ovarian cancer or a person has lung cancer, and they are treated with a, usually with a platen compound uh, right off. Um, and What's a platen? So they're they're, yeah. plat- they're they're chemotherapeutics that uh, attack, um, uh, you know, attacks DNA. So it's also very toxic because it can't tell the difference between a normal and malignant cell. So it's targeting proliferating cells, which are cancer cells. But you also have a lot of proliferating cells that are healthy, and that's why. So many chemotherapeutics are horrible because they're targeting proliferating cells and they can't differentiate it between normal and malignant. And so platin compounds are ones that target... Wait, wait, just so, so for example, yeah. as we came to understand it, um, your hair grows faster than most other things in your body. So right. that would be a byproduct of the targeting of proliferating cells. Is yeah, that so your eyebrows, your toenails come off. These are horrible. Mm. These side effects are horrible. You know, you, yeah, I mean, it's, you lose your eyelashes, you know, your tongue, you know, um, your gut. Remember I told you your gut is turning over two or two, three days rapidly. That's why so many chemotherapeutics really are, have such bad GI effects. So, but going back to Gary's question, uh, about combination therapies and resistance. Well, one with AOH 1996, you know, if it holds up for being very non-toxic and effective for treating cancer, of course, you can now, what you do is you, and not just AOH 1996, this happens all the time. The thinking now is we're not going, 
it makes big pharma unhappy because they always want one big drug, you know, that's going to treat everybody. But now that the one big drug, or they call it monotherapy, we're moving away from monotherapy and more going towards what they call cocktails, okay, is that you will put together a variety of drugs, you know, like treating testis cancer. Chuck knows a lot about cocktails. Chuck knows a lot about cocktails. <laughs> I, knew that, I knew that gag was coming. That was, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. so my joke is that AOH 1996 will be the olive in everyone's cocktail. So, oh, like that? Oh, oh look So, um, so two things with AOH 1996, great hope down the line, if it proves to maintain its non-toxicity. Um, I hope that we've already done studies in animals to show that it complements a variety of currently used drugs. And in the presence of our drug, we can actually lower the amount of some of these very toxic drugs very significantly. So the animals can have, you know, they can still show very effective growth inhibition of the tumor, but they're not sick. You know, they're not as, you know, so that's one thing. But your thing about resistance, this has come up a lot for me for this drug, for AOH 1996. My lab has worked really hard at trying to make resistant cancer cells to AOH 1996. You know, cancer cells love to do this. I mean, like I was talking about the patient, you know, the lung cancer, ovarian cancer patient, they respond beautifully, but in a year or two, their cancer comes back and they're resistant now to like cisplatin or carboplatin. AOH 1996, we can't make a resistant cell so far. And I'm thinking why? If I, like a lot of the therapies that are made against kinases, single enzymes, remember they do one function and what the cancer cell because it's such a little, you know, it goes, you know, so you're treating, you know, like with a kinase inhibitor, you know, does a cancer cells will now change the enzyme that that used to target, okay, that that drug would target. So now it's resistant to the drug. Um, and cancer figures a lot of different ways to become resistant to drugs. This is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, cancer is like, a, it's an amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. Is, is there such a thing as cell intelligence? I'm trying to figure out, because as I hear you talk about this, and I'm thinking about viruses, and uh, it, these cells that, that tend to adapt and change and, you know, reconfigure, it's like, what is going on that this can happen? Is that just part of our evolutionary process? What, what is going on? It wants to survive. I would take a stab at that. There's, Go ahead. Billions of them. Yes, exactly. Billions, uh, billions uh, and billions. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. So, so most will die because right. they can't adapt to the thing. The few that do, bada bing. There, there you go. Bada that bing. makes perfect sense. Bada Look bing. at that. So, awesome. Now, if you think about... Wait, wait, so, so, Linda, I just spoke up out of turn. No, you Am did great. Right? No, you did great. You okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. <laughs> so Chuck, when it's a game of numbers, there's always somebody who's going to slip through the gate. Somebody's going to slip through the Yep. Look at that. Yeah. And, and remember, and it's constantly changing its genome. It's like locks. You know, it's changing the locks. Right. So right, with, the, right, right. with resistance now, what I'm thinking with our drug, 
It's not a single enzyme. It's a herb. You'd have to change all those gates, you know, all those proteins coming in and going out. So I have this, I have a hubba hubba hypothesis for treating cancer. Love it. Mm -hmm. Hubba hubba. Mm -hmm. So by attacking a hub like PCNA, because it controls, uh, you know, all these, this network, if we could identify other networks like PCNA and start targeting hubba hubba, you really would be shutting down cancer cells. Of course, you have to find them very cancer specific, but uh, as opposed to the, the very long time strategy of just so targeting a single enzyme, you shut, you know, for you guys, okay, as opposed to start targeting a single star, you just do a whole galaxy. You know, you target galaxies, mm-hmm. hubba hubba. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So Linda, just so take us out here. What, in five years, 10 years, what does the world look like? In five, 10 years, because it's just been amazing what the last 10 years, I mean, things have changed so much in the cancer therapy field just in 10 years. You know, from my training in the last millennium, okay? last century, you know, where we thought, oh, we're going to find one cancer gene, one drug, one drug's going to do it all. You know, we were so naive to now the basic understanding that everyone's tumor is different. But now with using molecular signatures, we're getting every tumor's address. We're figuring out where they live. Okay, not just locally, mm. but figuring mm. out. I know where you live. live. There you go. I know where you live, cancer. I know where you live. That's yeah. exactly what we're being able to do. <laughs> Chuck is getting Philadelphia on you right there. Oh, yeah. I, I, backwoods, Phil, Philly. Well, you don't have to come see me. I'll come see you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, the thing is, is with figuring out the underlying molecular signature, of each tumor, person's tumors, their personalized signature of that tumor. And now coupling it with with this molecular signature, you respond to these subset of therapies. So when a lady comes in with breast cancer, you can say, Mrs. Doe, you have breast cancer 6A. And we know that 6A responds to this cohort of drugs. And will effectively treat her, and she may be cured. And if she comes, and if she comes out of remission, we check that signature again, and we say, "Wow, we use this cohort of drugs." So, I see, I see great things. It's like walking into a store, buying a suit off the peg, or going to Savile Row, bespoke. where the best tailors in the I world are, it. and getting a bespoke exactly. Just for you. There you go. That's fantastic. Bespoke drugs. All right. Linda, you said you're from Queens, New York? Is that yeah, you're in LA that's now? Yeah, Heights, Flushing. Yes, yes. Cancer never stood a chance. She's from Queens, uh, uh, New York. <laughs> what, what high school did you go to? Uh, so, yeah. So, high school, I went to St. Agnes in uh, College Point, Queens. St. Agnes, okay. Yes. And then for All school, right. I'm a graduate of City University of New York, Queens College. Wow, CUNY, that's where yes, it happens. A Chuck Chuck Louvre person. 
Yeah. 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 Charles Liu teaches there. Yeah. We got it. All right. Well, Linda, thank you for being on the show. Oh, oh my thank gosh. you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thanks for sharing your expertise and keep at it. Thank you. Stop talking to us. Get back, get back to the lab. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. They're in there. Okay. They're in there working. Trust me. That, that, good. All right. All right. All right. Gary, good to have you, Gary. Pleasure. So glad we had a chance to tell this story. Yes. All right, Chuck. Good to have Always you. Always a pleasure. Neil deGrasse Tyson for another edition of Star Talk Special Edition. As always, as Linda taught us once again, keep working out. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.